What's up, guys? My name is CJ Finley, and this is the Thrive on Life podcast. I started a brand called Thrive on Life to help other mission-based people, brands, and businesses thrive. Each week, we interview entrepreneurs on topics of business, health, relationships, mindset, and much more to help us thrive in all areas of life. If the messages in this podcast resonate with you, but you're still feeling a little bit stuck in actually implementing these ideas, I'd love to help you on a more personalized level or connect you with somebody that can. So please reach out. Also, if you've got a friend who you know could benefit from hearing this episode, please share the love with them. My goal is always to spread positive impact through the sharing of knowledge, and I would be honored if you could help me achieve this goal. Today's guest is my wife, Erin Finley. Every few months we have her as a guest to see what she's been up to, and wow, has she been crushing it lately. On top of her day job as a strategic planner, she's building out a fitness platform that inspires others to live happier and healthier lives, all through movement, She's also started a community of women called Girls With Goals, where she gives all the women a safe space to connect, learn, and inspire each other to make the most of their lives. So if any of this hits home with you, please follow along and give it up for Aaron. So it's been a couple months since I've had the better half of Thrive On Life on the podcast, my lovely wife. Miss Erin Finley. Something funny happened right before this podcast where I was about to start it and I look up and she has the headset turned the wrong way. So if anybody has had a headset before, you can kind of flip them inside or outside so that you can store them. And she literally had one side (laughs) of the headset the wrong way. So to be fair, you can't really tell. And when you have hair like I do, <laughs> I think that's the problem. My hair just takes up the whole situation. I mean, you did, you, we were testing the mics and you couldn't hear left or right. No, still can't. But okay, we got to feel fixed. like an airline pilot. So good. <laughs> we got it fixed. But one of the things that we wanted to talk about today is just a little update in kind of like her world and what she's working on, as well as every couple of months, I like to bring her back on the podcast and just talk a little bit about what's going on in our lives outside of Thrive on Life and what comes up in our own lives to then project into our businesses. So the first thing that I kind of wanted to get into... When was the last time I was on here? Probably... Had to be like remember. six months ago, at least. Um, so maybe what we'll do is we'll do every six months or something like that. But since then, she's been building... Oh, it was two- the start of quarantine. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. No, I think it was before that. But stop cutting me off. So, yeah, she's been building a couple things on the side. And one of the things that I'm trying to push her to do a better job of is marketing them and putting them out into the world. So this is a little bit of a kickstart to that. And I'd love to start off with just letting you kind of give a little bit of a backstory of what you've been working on and why you've been inspired to work on those two things. Sure. So Girls with Goals is a community I've been building over the past couple months, kicked it off officially in March. But I would say that that idea started a long time ago, probably before I even went back to grad school. So just kind of building a community of women and supporting women, holding women accountable towards self-development and areas that I feel like we can all relate on has always been something that I've wanted to do. Why? Um, So it probably starts 
from my background in engineering um, and just being in a career path that I feel is pretty heavily male dominated. My first job was we did have some other females on the team, but a lot of the the projects I was working on and the environments I was in, um, definitely in the industry that I was in, it's definitely um, a male dominated path, right? So engineering in general, um, even in school. So I guess that was always part of my passion. I was in undergrad, I was part of Advancing Women in Engineering, Society of Women Engineers, and then post, you know, undergrad still tried to maintain that type of community involvement and, you know, where I lived. So I think being in the working world and then just kind of going through adult life post-college, you start to realize that the more women you can surround yourself with, um, just the less alone you feel in life, the more competent you feel in your day-to-day. And I think anyone else... Is it else tough to surround yourself with women? I think that, yes, especially in adult life, that's something that a lot of women could probably agree on is that when you don't have like a college-type atmosphere or school to sort of facilitate groups of women hanging out, it really is hard to find like-minded women to hang out with outside of you know, you your day-to-day job. I think it's difficult because, I don't know, it's, it's actually a good question. I don't know what makes it hard. I think the same would go for men as well. It's just harder to find friend groups, especially moving into new cities. Um, I think now there's a lot more community-type events that you can go to to start finding other people to, to meet and be with as friends. But I think a lot of it comes down to not really having maybe it's sports or just that kind of involvement. There's a lot of value in having these virtual groups or communities. And I guess Instagram is actually another good example. Probably, I guess maybe it was what, five, six years ago where people started to actually connect with each other over Instagram. And I will say there are a couple people that I'm still in contact with today that we solely met over social media. And I think that that's really awesome. So all those ideas start coming to me. And in grad school, I went back to school for my MBA and started having the ideas of, you know, wanting to start my own company one day and just kind of being more in a, the business scene where, again, less women you see as well. Uh, so I started to think, you know, I, I have this passion for inspiring women and trying to support women to do kind of non-traditional careers and just things with their lives. Uh, So why not act on that and why not start something small where I can with what I have? And so that kind of started this year, uh, a couple months ago, where I just figured let's get women together and have a conversation. And after that first conversation, it really became clear that there was a need for this. So we've been hosting these virtual meetups uh, once or twice a month. And my real goal with it at this point is to make it less about this is me hosting these conversations, but more about who in our community or who out there who's passionate about a similar thing can lead a conversation and get people together to just feel better and leave the night with some kind of takeaway that makes them, you know, feel good about their life or something that they can work on. Why did you name it Girls With Goals? The name really comes from comes from the idea that I guess my target for this is noticing 
that a lot of the conversations that I think are important are around women that do have are, are ambitious or highly motivated and they find themselves feeling like alone and just like a lot of doubt and there's all these different topics we could go into but really to me it came down to narrowing down this like segment of women that I think could really benefit from a community that is built to support them and whatever they're working towards. So you've ran a couple of meetups so far. Run us a little bit through like what the topics have been and what the biggest takeaways were from those calls or meetups or what are you what are you calling them? Yeah, virtual meetups so far, I guess is what what I'd call it. The first event was actually in partnership with Cultivating Connections that Jerica ran with me. And we opened that conversation to really freedom of a bunch of topics. And from there, I kind of gathered what some of the main themes were. And that's how I've built the meetup since then, along with what I know some women in the community do as part of their daily work, whether it's coaching or just something they're passionate about. So topics have come out of that first event and then just topics that I've been passionate about, topics that others have been passionate about. So the first event, we talked a lot about things we feel women specifically face in today's generation that may be different from previous generations. So some of the topics that came up out of that specifically were this idea of having to fit into one identity and feeling guilty when that identity may change through your life. So I think a common thought that we all had and that we talked about was this feeling that you have to be sort of a caregiver or the one that does X, Y, Z. So for example, if I am working and I'm, I'm actually the one who's working full time here in the traditional type of work atmosphere in our relationship, but there's a part of me that feels like that's flipped, right? And that I, you know, need to be thinking about having a kid soon and all these other things that society puts pressure on you to do, or I feel like I need to be a better wife in certain aspects because that's what I should be doing. And there's just a lot of different pressures. And I think that's just one example. Another identity thing could be, you know, you spend all your your life so far down this one path because you somehow, you know, seven years ago thought that that's what you should do. And so everyone around you knows you as Mary that does blah, blah. And then suddenly you realize that that's not making you happy and you want to change. And this isn't just women that face this, but I think this is a common feeling amongst people as they go through this like introspection and evaluating what actually makes you happy, what's going to make you happy for the rest of your life. And then realizing that that it's okay for that thing to change. You don't have to decide right now and stick to it, but you also don't have to stick to it just because people know you as a certain thing, right? So the topic of identity came up. We've had events since then on just confidence in general. So what types of atmospheres make you most confident? What atmospheres, you know, do you catch yourself feeling least confident in? When does that self-doubt creep up? And why do you think it's creeping up? And then what can you do from there to quiet that self-doubt, know when it's happening, know when to shut it up, and just continuously implement that in your day-to-day life. Uh, another one is we talked about habits and goals, separate conversations, but 
similarly um, how goals can be good for your life and how to set them and then also how they may not be so good for your life and what that could look like and how to identify when that happens. And so our most recent one was on habits actually. And we talked a little bit about the science of habits and then how to sort of reevaluate your habits now that we've gone through all this uncertainty in our lives the past couple months and a lot of what we've set up for ourselves initially at the beginning of the year may not be what we're doing now or our circumstances have changed. So how do we get back on track and support one another to do that? And then I guess the most, the one that's coming up next, which I'm really excited about, and I have to start, you know, marketing it a when little it, more. It's August sixth, and the idea for that one, I'm partnering up with my friend Aaron, who's been on a couple of the the calls the past couple of months. Uh, had the idea of starting a little bit of an accountability group where. You know, at the beginning of each of these meetings, we all kind of go around and it's virtual so you can see each other on video, but we all go around and say a little bit about who we are, what we do, what we're working on right now, maybe where we live or where we're from and kind of like what inspired us to get on the call or what is interesting about the topic that brought us into the call. And the thought was to spend a little bit more time getting to know what everyone is working on and whether it's a side business or something in their career, something that they feel like they're struggling with and then how can we leverage the community and what we all collectively know uh, because we're all in pretty different paths and do different things and have different interests. How can we help one another get through some of those obstacles? So a cool thing about the meetups is, you know, often we'll have a lot of recommendations of, oh, you should read this or, oh, listen to this podcast. And it's just advice after, you know, one thing after the other of people recommending actionable things to do after the call. And so that's what we really want to create this next one about is how can we collect some of your obstacles that you're going through right now and then take that and figure out how we can use the communities to support you. That's awesome. So what would your advice be to maybe a woman out there that's listening right now and has an inspiration and a motivation to build their own community, but they're not necessarily sure how to go about doing that? What would be your advice to that? I would say start with something small and just go and don't worry about having all the pieces perfectly planned out. I personally am the type to want to have this vision and then execute on the vision exactly as I would hope for it to look, right? But that's not realistic. And that's going to just delay any progress from happening. And maybe what I think it should look like isn't actually what is going to be most valuable to people. So I think the earlier you can start with your idea and just run with it, the better you'll be in the end because you'll learn what people actually are looking for and, and what you can provide. And maybe you'll learn what you don't like doing and what you do like doing. So for me, I don't mind hosting the conversations, but I'd much rather promote what everyone else is doing and have them have a chance to connect with others and sort of build communities and provide the value that they are passionate about. Yeah. I mean, I think it's something that we've always connected on is, and I'll shout out to Shani right now with the ultra learning. You and I are both ultra learners and we find it more interesting to learn from other people than to really like always be the person leading something. I'd rather have somebody else bring something interesting to the table 
and learn from them. And that fills me, fills my cup up more than if I'm always the guy talking about the thing. And I think that's something that you and I relate on. We like to build platforms and give other people the platform to share their knowledge, share their experiences. What has been a struggle of you building this thing? Um, exactly that. I don't, I don't really like promoting my anything that I do. So I think that that's one of the biggest struggles for me. Why? Because I don't know. It's a good question. I don't know what really is in the way of doing that. I know why. <laughs> okay. Why do you think? No, I, I need you to like kind of think through it because something about our relationship is I'll put Erin on the spot and she'll deflect all the time. However, we, we go out and about and people will put her on the spot and she doesn't want to be rude to other people. So she'll literally answer the question. But this is my chance yeah. to like kind of put you on the spot where you actually have to go through with it. So why do you think it's a struggle for you to promote something that's helping other people? A couple reasons, uh, I guess, because I feel like there's a lot of other things that I'm working on right now and considering, um, I don't know, I, I think. What does that have to do with, if working on a lot of things, what does that have to do with promoting Girls With Goals, that which is actually helping other no, It's not that I don't want to promote it. It's just that I've had a hard time, I guess, making it a priority to promote it as if it were just as important as anything else going on in my life right now, because I think of it as kind of a side project. And when I rank all the things that are priorities right now for me, it just, it, it's not. So it needs to be. And I, I guess would, my struggle is I how would do push I push back on that and say, the reason you don't promote it is not because you don't view it as something. It's because of your fear of having to run something. I feel like for you and even with like your fitness, it's it's more so like this fear of being – I see it a lot like with the people I'm around, including myself because I don't want to put myself on a pedestal. But the fear of success is a real thing. Like the fear of like you have to show up for all these women and like you have to answer the texts and the DMs. And I just look at some of your actions and like that's a stressful point for you is to like – I did this thing. Now I got to write I think the emails what it is and I got to do these me, other things. If I really think about it, it goes back to what you asked me, the question about what advice would I give to someone else who has a, an idea that they want to start, right? It goes back to that whole like perfectionist mentality of like, I know what I can make this thing become or what I would want it to look like. And I know that in order for it to look that way, it's going to require like a hundred percent of my effort. And if I'm, if I cannot physically give that effort, then I don't want to half-ass it. Right. So right now I'm doing what I think a side project would look like and what I think is permissible as a side project, but I don't want to call this, you know, my little endeavor that should be a hundred percent of my effort and it just isn't there. Like but I don't want to. So my original that. question, again, you're dodging has to do with how does PR get affected by that? Like, because I guess, PR, yeah, you're PR right. I'm talking about something a little. Yeah. This is a different, you're, you're dodging it. And at the end of the day, you have this fear that other people are going to perceive you in, in some way. And I, I would love for you to talk about it because I feel like so many people connect with that. It's something that I literally had to 
beat myself. But if you, I really do you think remember about me it, taking so many videos like yeah, over and I, over and I over again? I can't really say that I'm I care about anybody else's opinion of anything. I, I really don't think it's that. I think it's more myself of like I think is this really something I should be like sharing right now? Is this really worth anyone's time or but, I, you know, the, I uh, have my own I got to stop you. If this is worth anyone's time, that has nothing to do with Aaron and your perception of what others would think of this thing. That's 100%. So you just, I have to grow you on this because it is about what other people think if you say, is this worth other people's time? Because if you didn't think, if you didn't care what other people thought, you wouldn't even think about whether this is worth their time or not because you'd say, this is worth my time and I know what it is impacting other women. No, I, I do think it is helpful to other women. I mean, that's been validated based so on the conversations how, we've had. How do you and then other people out there flip it to think when you post, you're only thinking about the women that it's impacting or the people that it's impacting? Maybe yeah. it's just one person. Maybe it's just yourself. How do you get into that mindset? And you've, I mean, I get to see you on a daily basis. We both come millions of miles. I'm just, you're on the podcast, so I'm growing you a little bit to think outside the box. What is your next level of promoting this thing so that and I you think said it, that's, that's it, you want it, it to become into, this thing. That's where it goes into my vision for what I, I have so many ideas for what I want to do. I want to get into schools. I want to go actually into the community and help younger girls like that. That was what I was doing, you know, back in when I was in Houston and, and an undergrad. And that's what I care more about is like using this as a tool to reach the younger generation. Let's map out how do you get there? What actions do you have to take to get there? To schools? To your vision, to what you want it to become. What actions must you take for it to become that thing? Just continue to build it is what I would say. I continue to build it, continue to you know figure out what I hope would be an outcome of going into those schools. Obviously right now with quarantine and the schools being, you know, shut down and whatnot, that's not going to happen. But I would, I think that it would be the but first this is step where would, I would be for again, me to think, what do I actually want to this do? This is where I this? would challenge you because now's the best time to get into schools because if everyone's going to be at home and schools are looking for extracurricular things for their students to be a part of, because right now the big fear is just like, what are students going to do? Like beyond the classroom to stay engaged and to, um, I mean, depression is a huge thing. So yeah, like I now's the time that you could literally make a push to engage a younger demographic. But again, don't so say I think, it. And this what is what, is this is what could be relatable to a lot of people is you think, okay, I know I want to get into schools. Why? Because I know that for a lot of women, the struggles that we face today are because of what we were brought up to believe about ourselves because of the environments we were in, because of the things that we told ourselves, because of just the systems that we were put into, as you would agree. And I think especially for young girls, you know, have, if you were to have a system and after school activities and different organizations that taught you how to really think that you were capable of so much and not to be so hard on yourself when maybe you were set back in something or you looked a certain way or who knows what you didn't have you weren't friends with this group or something else there's so many things that happen at that age or that younger age group that 
really does creep up later in life. And it's not until you look back and, and think about those things that you realize that they were ingrained in you and they maybe still pop up every now and then. So that's the reason why I want to hit that generation. And I think part of what stops me is, and I think this is the part where I think a lot of people can relate, is you think, oh, do I have to have a nonprofit set up? Do I have to like have this established thing for them to look up and understand what exactly what I'm doing? Or they're not going to just let me speak to whatever, but you have to just, it's, it's really all about the pitch, right? And what you hope to provide. So that's the thing that I would say I need to do a better job. No, of you don't. No, you don't. The reason you don't is because if we go back one minute in this podcast, that was your pitch. This is my why. I'm going to put it out on Instagram or on YouTube or on Twitter. And I'm going to say, hey, do any other women relate to this feeling of when you were in school, you had this feeling? If so, click yes. And then the next conversation is, hey, I would love to start going into schools. Does anybody have any connections in these schools that mm -hmm. we can talk about this topic because I can't do it alone. So your pitch is dead on. Like literally once we release this podcast, have you listened to that one minute section where you just described it with a lot of passion? Now, this is my specialty is what you just did, instead of thinking about it, just put it out there. What's the fear of putting it out there? Because you don't have to have it all figured out. You literally just said, I want to go into schools Here's my why. Once you put it out on Instagram and these other platforms, you're going to have other women reach out to you and say, man, I hit home, that hits home with me. I would love, not man, woman, that <laughs> hits home with me. And I'd love to support. Okay, then you have your first call. Hey, how do we get this started? And then once you have that call, it's like, okay, now we have our first plan to actually go into a school. So within one month, you could literally be in a school. So my challenge, the reason I'm, I'm digging into this a little bit is because if you really want to be in schools, that is not the hardest part. That is so easy. We can get you in schools within one month. But really, what do you want this thing to be? And that's where it comes down to, to me, that's a full-time effort. That's, that's a lot for me to actually give it my all. How? I see what you do on a daily basis. <laughs> Taking okay. literally 30 seconds. That was a 30-second clip. No, no, no. Putting I mean, it on if Instagram. I were to make an actual impact, an actual impact on schools and, and create value. But your actual impact starts with minute impact. Yeah, I would agree with that. So minute impact takes minutes of your time. Why aren't you choosing minutes before you get to full time? That's the only way you get to full time is by choosing minutes, but you're choosing nothing. And I think, I guess, and this does relate to something that we did talk about on one of our Girls With Goals calls was this idea of procrastinating because you feel like if you were to take the action, there's going to be so many other follow-up actions that you don't fear feel prepared of for. Fear success. It's not fear of success. It's when just you succeed, you have No, it's when you succeed, that one little minute thing, you have more responsibilities. And that's, that's really, it's not just starting so you're a side fearing, project. Like, that's this, literally this is what, why this is, procrastination this is what happens in me. general, I think. And, and for anybody that doesn't, that doesn't truly know our relationship, like we literally, this is, this is literally, we go back and forth like every day on this stuff, um, challenging each other and, and our thought processes and things like this. But when you're talking, like you're literally sitting here telling me what you want it to become, but you won't take action on the thing to get it because to become I'm, that thing. It's not that I won't take action. I will. 
I will. I took action on doing this group, okay? <laughs> I took action I on being it. in this podcast but right this now. But this is another thing. On a Thursday night when I still have some things I could be doing for work. Like, you don't give me enough credit. No, 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 no. Okay. The, I give you massive credit. Um, but my job right now on here it isn't to sit here and, and give you credit. It's to help break through to get no, to that next level, right? So when... When you're thinking about this, the reason I'm, I'm, I'm challenging you on this is because I see what it really could become is even, it's so much greater than just going into schools. But I think, again, what holds you back is the responsibility of if you build that momentum, but literally you just said, I want to do these things full time. The only way you get there is no, by building the no, momentum. No, I didn't say I want to do them full time. I said, I think in order for it to be what I want it to become, it would require me to do it full time. So you don't want to run your businesses full time. Not now. <laughs> no. When? Maybe one day. If not now, when? <laughs> so, okay, this is a whole nother topic, and, and I'm not even going to go into it. Like, because, so y you want to stay corporate? I mean, I think at this point, it makes sense for my life. I think if, depending on where, and, and for our life, put it that way, I think that every decision I would challenge that. In life. With, we haven't gotten into your other platform. Your other platform starts making, starts crushing it. You're, you're not immediately going to jump shit. No. Why? Because. Because why? Because I don't want to. Okay. Th that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for reason. Okay. Because again, this helps other people. A lot of people here I, I both way have, more risk have jobs, than have jobs those and, in your finish, circle. Both have jobs and don't have jobs. So again, this isn't, this isn't about what I want you to do or what I, like I, I just want you happy. Yeah. And I would say so, I am but not I a want candidate you to be, I want you to be so steadfast ship. in why you're doing things so that there is l reduced amount of stress. So it's easier to say, okay, if, if I'm going to stay corporate and I'm going to make this money, who's to say you don't bring on a partner for girls with goals and someone exactly. that could push so it forward. I guess I would, so that's, I'd that's really what I'm with... trying to get to is a solution, not indifference. Like, I don't want you to be indifferent to your stuff. And backstory, she is working on her stuff and behind the scenes, we're looking at trying to bring a VA on or someone to help us. But that's why in these conversations, maybe someone's listening right now that could help us. So exactly. That's so yeah, so I guess to back up the reason why I don't see myself jumping ship, I think a part of what makes our relationship work and our lifestyle work right now is the fact that we do have a very balanced work situation where I have the more traditional route. I think that that's more suitable for me at this point in my life. Why? Because of what I'm trying to achieve professionally right now and what I'm trying to learn, the skills I'm trying to gain, um, just the perspective I'm trying to get for things that I think would help both of us. So I don't see myself leaving that atmosphere for a while and I don't know that I ever will. Um, I think that there, especially for, think for what I'm it. trying to do. Yeah, I, I personally enjoy being in a more established organization where I have, you know, structure and bigger teams and, you know, global teams, things like that. I think, I think for, especially for what I'm trying to build with girls with goals, the per that perspective helps me. Um, and I think, for you, I think, you know, having my balance of my work life and yours, it's, it's good for us. I agree. Personally. Um, but yes, I think 
there, that doesn't, that's not to say that I don't want my side projects to grow to a point of being successful enough where I'd have an option to leave. I think anybody would, would hope for that, but I don't know that I ever will. I think I'd rather grow a team and just, you know, be the visionary for these things and have a hand in it and just have yeah, them be I my mean, passions. One of the reasons I was poking at that question again was not to, to lead you to, I'm going to quit because I think you thrive in the, the area that you're in right now. And a lot of it was more so, so that other people could hear that yeah. you can keep this job, but build something on the side. And like, I actually, I can, when I consult, like that's one of the things that you're setting, you're propping yourself up to like, why not have a couple interns that manage the day-to-day -day stuff and then you're leveraging that you have the vision and then you have bring in interns or, or people to help business partners. Um, and then that way, like the thing still grows and it grows in the way that you want it to, but you still have the structure to your life that you enjoy. And, yeah, and I, I, think I think most people think it has to be one way or the other. Like you either have to be all in on the corporate side of things and you don't have enough time to do these things on the outside, or you have to be all in on entrepreneurship and dive headfirst into the deep end. And I'm becoming a little bit more open to the fact that, I mean, if you've followed me, I was very pro entrepreneur and now I'm just getting older and sitting with more people and becoming more self-aware and having a holistic view of things. And it's not, there's no right way for everybody, but that's but where I think, I think it comes down to knowing what you're willing to sacrifice and what you're not willing to sacrifice. And for me, I know that if, the corporate atmosphere is more suitable for what I want to learn and the experience I want to get. I have to just ask myself, okay, if I'm now on the business side, like what do I think I'm willing to give up in my personal life uh, for different roles and experiences? And what is that going to look like? And just being honest, like with, with what I think I want and what I don't want. And so, and, I, and I'm pretty passionate about the fact that I feel like, and maybe it's just because I'm around you constantly and, and everybody in our circle, this pressure to just start your own thing and, and yeah, you know, F the nine to five. And I think that, yeah, that's one mindset, but I do feel strongly for the people that really do embrace that side. I mean, we wouldn't have an economy without really established businesses and the organizations that grant us the ability to have the small businesses that we have, right? So I think- Yeah, but you just mentioned something and I have to poke this at you. Sacrifice what? Like sacrifice your life for some organization? Like screw the economy if you don't have your health, your wealth. Oh, I agree with that. Like I'm not, no, and I'm saying I don't want to sacrifice. Yeah, I, I do see that in certain but I, roles. But I witness from my end, I witness you sacrifice things you shouldn't be sacrificing. You're saying even now? Even now. You sacrifice well, your health mentally and physically. You sacrifice some things in our relationship that you don't stand up for. Like there's certain things that you sacrifice that if you leaned more into the entrepreneurial endeavors, and that's where I think no one's saying you have to go full time into anything. That's what I was just saying. But I don't think anybody should sacrifice their principles for any job or career, whether it's entrepreneurship or I agree. nine to five. Yeah, I agree with that. So that's where I think, again, like if you want your life to become, like you said, you want to be in these schools and you want like at the end of the day, the only thing that's stopping you is your willingness to lean into, I could have this if I really want it. I just have to take 
these minute actions and I have to break down whatever fear that is. So we can digest that off of this because I'd love to kind of jump into, you're not just doing girls with goals, but you're also building this other platform to help women and men alike with fitness. And this this is funny because this one has been brewing up for probably like six years now. Even before we reconnected, uh, it was around the time. Would you get like certified in again? Less Mills. Less Mills. That's when I think it was you got that bug. No, it was around the time when the BBG came out, and any girls listening know every every girl pretty no, much knows what that is. I remember what thinking. What is BBG? It's the Kayla Itzinas. No, what does uh, it stand for? Uh, bikini Body Guide. Uh, it launched in like 2014, I want to say, somewhere around then, right when Instagram was, uh, I guess, kind of just taking off. And uh, I remember thinking to myself, like, I want to create something. Like, I was working out a lot on my own. And I remember thinking, I want to create something that is like a program, something like that. And so I remember doing hers and... And why do you feel like you had exploded? that itch? Uh, that's a good question. I think, well, I guess for a couple of reasons, if I put in the time myself to program these things for my own sake and I'm benefiting from it, there must be some other people out there that would benefit from it. And not everybody wants to just make things up themselves. So maybe something I'm doing can help somebody else out there. And I started to see that become a more common thing. It was when you could use these social platforms to share things like workouts. And my dad at the time was doing that as well. He was finding ideas on you know, YouTube and, and the internet for things. And now it's like saturated with <laughs> content. But back then it was an idea, right? And I always had that idea. And when that happened and I tried her guides and everything, I was like, wow, like I'm gonna do something like that one day. I wanna create my own thing and I would love for people to be able to benefit from it and kind of have it be my method that, that works for me because there must be other women like me out there who work full time, don't have a lot of time to dedicate to doing an hour in the gym, using all the equipment, understanding how to use the equipment properly, feeling like they need a coach. And there's definitely a market for that. And I'm supportive of that. But I think there's another market of people that, you know, maybe they travel a lot for work. Maybe they don't have a lot of equipment or space and or a lot of time. And they just really want to know that what they're doing is going to be effective if they just dedicate 20 to 30 minutes to it each day for you know, four to five days a week. And so that's always been my style and something that I wanted to share with more people. And it's just taken me time to figure out how to best build that. And so through the quarantine and, and doing a lot of the at-home workouts and sharing some things and getting feedback, I've realized that there's no real better time to try it than now. So that's another project we've been working on and my long-term goals for that are to make it more of a wellness platform than a fitness platform. While I'm very passionate about sharing workouts, that is not my sole passion. Like I think, you know, workouts are important, but there's so much more to the equation than just the workout. And for me, what I'm leaning more into these days is the other half of how, you know, the recovery, the mindset, the meditation, uh, sleeping, self-talk, all these things that go into your health. How do you manage your stress? And maybe your nutrition, that could be an aspect of it too. So kind of making it a full package is, is what I really hope to develop. And again, targeting, obviously, 
this could be beneficial to many people, but my passion right now is to reach those people that kind of are in my shoes of, I just need structure. I just needed kind of a solution that I know will hold me accountable. And it's going to make me better at the end of the day because I don't have a lot of time, nor do I want to make this my life. So, Well, you mentioned something saturated. And I think one of the things that we've we've always tailored our wellness, as you said, to is simplification in all areas. How do we simplify from what we eat to the exercises we do so that it's not overwhelming and complicated to the point where you need all these extra things. And I think it's something that we've done a really good job at over the years from the food we put into our plate. We have no TVs at our house and the information that we're ingesting is books or podcasts or audibles to keeping meditation simple and not trying to overwhelm. But again, I would argue that that's, I I would never want to project that as the way that people should be. Like, I think, why not? Why not? This is the thing you you mentioned earlier that there's somebody out there that might be like us. I'm not saying everyone has to do it this way. I'm saying there is a market for people that just want simplification of things. Like when you log on, yeah, essentialism And, and it's becoming a more prominent thing these days because people are overwhelmed with technology, with jobs, with everything going on. Like it's an overwhelming world we live in. And when you strip things away, like what do we truly need out of life? I need my health. I want to feel good mentally, physically, spiritually. I need good people around me. I would like to eat healthy food, good food that fills me up and feels good, doesn't hurt me. There's other people out there that want the same exact thing, but when you're getting thrown 70 different ways to do things, how do you know right from wrong? And that's where I think... I've also, I would also say I've been using myself as a little bit of a case study because as I've been thinking, and I think the past, even though I would call it somewhat of procrastination, the past couple of years have been testing for me to figure out, you know, do I want to make whatever I release solely about becoming a better runner because that's something that I've been passionate about the past couple of years. And that's one aspect of it. Another is like this whole concept of, I personally feel my best when I completely switch up what I'm doing like every month or so. And I'm still tweaking that time frame, but I cannot do the same thing like every single day over and over again for more than probably a month. So I know there has to be other people people like me out there, but a lot of things that I see are just like, yeah, continue to do these classes, do this, this, these splits, these exercises, blah, blah, blah. Like I, sometimes I, you know, incorporate more running into my week. Sometimes I don't run at all. I'll have times when I'm just like obsessed with the Peloton and I'll be on that. And then I'll have like, weeks where I'm just like, I cannot, cannot possibly get on the bike. <laughs> but what I think you're, I think what you also have opened your mind to, because I would, I would say that used to not be you or me. We used to like be religious about what we were doing. Um, I think this is where entrepreneurship and business has opened our eyes to having the self-awareness to view the long term and view longevity in everything that we do. So like really being like, if I'm going to be I'm going to live this wellness lifestyle for 50 years. It doesn't matter if I do push-ups every single day or if I get on the Peloton every single day or if I run every single day. And then the same thing in the business world, it's like 
it's more about the little things you're doing consistently, the mindfulness stuff that you were mentioning, that's going to give you success yeah, in the I, long run. It's all about, and this is what I really want to portray and what I'm developing is that it's about the whole equation, the big picture. So I'd rather any user take one less day of a workout and substitute it with a day of reading something or journaling or something that's beneficial for their mind to just give their bodies a break. Like I, I really don't think that the way of doing anything these days anymore is to do it consistently every single day. My quest for the press is a good example. Like I was so determined to get that. And part of me thought, okay, I just have to practice a little bit every day. And yes, practice makes progress. I'm not here to disagree with that. But there's something to be said for taking a break and letting yourself like just recover and, and sort of giving everything a rest and coming back to it. It's but just that like, is progress. Just like when you're, when you're working on something, I can relate to this in the office too. I'll be working on something on a spreadsheet and I just won't see whatever it is I need to do. So I'll just like walk away or work on something else for an hour that's like unrelated, different side of my brain, come back to it and find it immediately. It's like, don't, don't feel like you have to con constantly work on the same thing over and over again in fitness and health and life. Yeah. And I mean, again, I think what we're in intertwining is when I look at the platform that we're building, like right now it, it hits the, the fitness niche of, a la carte. That's what I think about. Like if you, if you come on to the platform, there's going to be something for everybody. So like whether you want the programming, we're going to have that in there. But if you just want to log on there and be like, I want to do arms today, you can just click on arms. But what I love most about what you were saying is the mindset behind all of it is really what's going to be important that there is no one size fits all. And that's where I've wanted to simplify for years like the fitness scene because I love what, how you're saying that some days you want to run some days you want to bike some days you don't want to do any of it and I feel like too many people out there fall into the trap of and this relates even back to girls with goals of like labeling yourself as this one thing like so if you run marathons I'm a marathoner rather like no, like I like to run and then I also do X, Y, and Z. Or and it's the opposite where it's like you don't run because you're like, I'm not a runner. Oof. Yeah. yeah. So that's that's the other one I or think is I more common. Or I can't run because you label yourself. I'm not, like I've never been good at running. Yeah. So like but I'm it's just like, not going to run. How, how do we help people realize that just – do it one time and you can call yourself whatever you want. Like who, you don't even need to label yourself as anything. Yep. Like you can do anything. And I think most, the most joy comes from movement and activity when you just try different things and figure out what you like. Like you might love dancing, you might hate it. Um, so if you hate it, don't do it. Like there's not, and, and I think that's another thing with the fitness space today is, a lot of advice out there of like you should be doing this this many times a week or you'll see somebody post their what their splits are for the week and you're like oh she's doing that I want to look like her I got to do that like no it I mean I think so at the end of the day like the way that I think about it is what we're striving to do is listen wholeheartedly to the consumer whereas in other businesses what I've seen is just like say I'm a new customer there there's never a talk of like, how long are you actually, like, how long is this going to be a solution for you? 
right? Like, and I like to do in businesses, how long is this really going to be a solution for you? And when it stops becoming a solution for you, why? And if we don't, if we can't supply that for you, maybe we can connect you with somebody that is your next step Mm -hmm. or we build in that next step for you. And that's where I think a lot of businesses fail. Like take a boot camp business, right? How long do people really stay at a boot camp? A couple months and then they churn off. But imagine if you're like that boot camp owner and you say, hey, look, I know you're probably only going to be here for X. Like we're going to help you hit your goals and whatever. When that day comes, like be forthright with us and like I'd love to help you on your next step, whatever that is in your life, opening up that line of communication. And that's really where I think we can go next level with the platform is the line of communication and merging your girls with goals type of atmosphere Mm -hmm. with fitness because it's so intertwined. But I feel like a lot of people keep them separate. I mean, they talk a big talk about it, but they're not necessarily connecting both pillars. And that would be a question I have for you is how are you planning to build that mindset side into, because you mentioned it, into this fitness platform? Because in the beginning, it's obviously we're just building an MVP and having beta users on there. It's going to be fitness oriented, but what would be the next step in your eyes to start integrating other things into it? So I see there being sort of like a resources hub um, where I can either put in links or or suggestions for different self-development type readings or prompts, things that may inspire people to think through some, some things that they're going through in their mind and how to get through it. I see there being like a community aspect to it, whether it's a group or challenges or something that holds people accountable and allows that two-way communication because I think that's really important. I also see, you know, maybe there being some type of segue into things like Girls with Goals or a Thrive community or some, or maybe bringing other people onto the platform that are professionals in a certain type of wellness area. Those are some ideas I have, and I don't know what it looks like yet because, as you said, this is just an MVP, and I think the minimum that we can do right now is to take the content that I'm doing anyway and share it for people to use and and benefit from. Yeah, and that's why I asked that question because I want to practice what we were just talking about, opening the lines of communication, and maybe someone out there would love to write or blog or Yeah, absolutely. I'm totally open to providing a platform or a space for creators and experts to actually do this. I don't want to, I don't claim myself to be an expert. The number one, the number one thing we're going to get is like, what do you eat? As soon as you get an influx of people onto a platform, the next question we're going to get is what do you eat and why? And we're very much into well, we eat this one thing, but that's because it works for us. It's not necessarily going to work for you. So how do we get people on this platform that we could potentially partner with where their expertise is solving this problem for other people? Now, we have a general knowledge with Precision Nutrition, but again, it's, it's, a, it's a much bigger equation than that. And I'm trying to figure out like what the next steps would be to that. I love the community aspect of it, and I think that's really the most important piece, obviously, to, to any business is serving your community and, and figuring out what problems are there. But unfortunately, we are getting close to having to wrap up. But I loved 
this conversation and learning a little bit more about what's going through your head with your platforms because unfortunately we're both hustling and we don't get to talk about it in this way as much. But one of the things I always do with the guests is ask them who would be kind of like the target market to reach out to you. So that if someone's listening to this right now and they're thinking through potentially reaching out to you for girls with goals or the fitness platform, one, what type of person is that? And two, how do, how do they best connect with you? So for girls with goals, I'd say if you're a woman that has some thoughts every now and then of feeling like you're the only person that struggles with self-doubt or confidence in certain situations or you want to learn how to show up more confidently in your life, whether it's in your job or anything else you're involved in, or if you just want to hear from other women that may be sharing how they get through certain things that women face in life and you just want to listen in and learn, come to our next uh, meetup. It's going to be on August 6th. I think this podcast is going to release that day, actually. Oh, nice. But how often do you run them? Once About a once a month. It varies. Um, and if, or on the flip side, if you're some, if you're a woman that either has experience leading groups of women or groups in general on a topic that's related to self-discovery, confidence, self-worth, courage, anything along those lines, vulnerability, leadership, all these things. Um, And you would love to, you know, kind of be a host of one of our virtual meetups or in-person events when we can do them. I would be happy to partner, have a lot of ideas. And even if it wasn't one of those that I just listed off, totally open to more as well in different fields. You can find me at Girls With Goals Inc. on Instagram or email me at Erin at girlswithgoalsinc.com. And then for the fitness platform, if you're somebody that is kind of looking for more structure to all the at-home workouts, you find yourself scrolling on Instagram a lot and bookmarking things, but you don't actually go back and try them or you feel like you could use a little bit more guidance as to how many sets to do, when to do what, and just want accountability and structure in your fitness routines, knowing that you don't have to spend a lot of time each day or a lot of money on equipment or anything. Uh, Keep your eyes out for more information on my platform. That'll be coming soon. Awesome. And how do they get in contact with you for that? Follow at Air Inspiration and you can reach me there. Awesome. So this is always a lovely conversation when I get to have you on the podcast or on any of the videos that we make. And for anybody that was listening here tonight, today, wherever you're at in life, when you get the chance to listen to this, kind of the biggest takeaway I have from this conversation is really the mindset side of things and the self-awareness to realize that there's not a one size fits all for everybody. And while structure in one way, what that looks like for Aaron works for her might not be the best for, for me. And that's where you have to figure that out for yourself, what that structure looks like, and then surround yourself with other people that can help you grow within that. Um, And maybe test your boundaries of that. So again, if you want to follow her, follow her at Erin Spiration for her fitness stuff. And then if you're looking to get involved with Girls With Goals, follow her at Girls With Goals Inc. on Instagram. Is there anything you want to say before we hop off? 
Nope. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Well, until next time, this is the Thrive on Life podcast with CJ Finley. Thrive on, y'all. What's up, y'all? This is CJ again. On behalf of our small team behind the scenes and myself, thank you so much for listening to another one of our Thrive on Life episodes. The time you spend with us is very much appreciated. As mentioned before the show, our mission is always to help those around us get better. We fully understand that we can go so much further in life together as a team, and we'd love to have you be a part of it. So if you're interested in joining our community, please head to thriveonlife.com and join our Mighty Network. Within this network, you will find a diverse group of people that is on a mission of self-improvement. Within each improvement we make as individuals, we can then be of service to this world and help it get better as a whole. What's awesome is we've already had people make new friends, receive job offers, and collaborate on new business and creative opportunities. But most importantly, within this group, you will be guaranteed the ability to learn, grow, and share experiences with other like-minded individuals. This aspect is critical to our world becoming a better place for everyone, and we are proud of our group because it represents this. For other updates on the podcast community and business, please join our weekly mailing list. We'd love to hear from you. And before I leave you, I'd like you to always remember one thing. When we strive together, we thrive together. So please do your part in helping others thrive on life.